Before we get started, this episode of Top of the Week references sexual violence and could be disturbing to listeners. If you're a survivor of sexual violence, resources are available on campus through the Counseling and Testing Center in the Title IX office and at Hope Harbor, a local sexual trauma recovery center. For the past week, the Bowling Green and WKU communities have been responding to the on-campus rape in a fraternity house. We'll talk about the community's response, the arrest, and what happens next. This is the Top of the Week podcast, a production of the College Heights Herald at Western Kentucky University. I'm Laurel Deppin. Joining me to talk about what happened is Michael J. Collins, the digital news editor for the Herald. Michael, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Laurel. So can you kind of walk us through the timeline of these events, what was in the arrest report and things like that? So the arrest report was released in full last Friday. The incident occurred on February 27th. Um, The police report stated that uh, the unnamed victim was invited to a Sigma New House party, which was unsanctioned at the time, um, by Ben Massingale, the perpetrator. Uh, When she arrived to the party, uh, Massingill brought her to his room, uh, directed her away from the party. They talked a little bit. Um, At one point, Massingill became enraged, um, held her down, stripped her of her clothes, and raped her. Um, Before that, she texted her friend who was on her way to get her. Um, Soon, her friend arrived at the scene. They were able to escape. Um, Massingill was arrested, I believe, two days after on March 1st. Um, and he is being charged with first degree assault, is it? First degree. Sodomy, rape, and, and unlawful imprisonment. imprisonment. Yeah, That's right. Um, and currently he's going before a, is it a? Uh, grand jury. Grand jury, that's mm-hmm. right, on March 23rd, if I believe. Um, and that's pretty much the the just the situation now. The responses so far have been um, good. Um, I'm not sure if they're enough, but they are um, their progress. The IFC came out yesterday uh, with a statement condoning or not condoning the situation, saying what he did was wrong. Um, WKU, according to Bob Skipper is investigating Sigma Nu and has placed them on interim suspension, uh, likely due to alcohol and partying concerns. And Sigma Nu has suspended Massingill's uh, membership to the organization pending the results of his trial. And uh, what happened with the victim? So following the incident and after the friend uh, picked her up from the event, uh, they were transported to TriStar Greenview Hospital where they reported the incident to police. The police report states that an unnamed ER nurse um, reported that she was experiencing lower lower abdominal pain, neck and rib pain, and was sore all over. Uh, Currently, we don't know the identity of the victim. The Herald has not reached out to her yet, so we don't know the current situation. Um, But it was definitely a rough situation, and it was not good. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your reporting. Thank you for having me. So when this news broke, social media kind of exploded. That was on Monday, March 1st, and Massingill's hearing was the next day. You swear the testimony about to give is true in the case of Benjamin Massingale? I do. Chelsea Mather is a Bowling Green resident, and she runs a Facebook group for women called Anything Goes, which, like its name says, covers a variety of topics. 
Mather told me that someone posted Massingill's arrest story in the group, and she decided to protest outside the courthouse at his hearing. Before she went inside to listen, she held up signs in protest. I thought it was, what was so insane to me is that how many people didn't even know about it. There were so many people like passing by, looking at the signs and going, you know, what is this? I've never even heard of this. What happened? And I'm, you know, I'm just, that really surprises me, especially for the students, uh, the, you know, WKU students, like that's appalling to know and it, that, you know, it's not like this student like went out of state and, you know, did this crime, like the crime was committed here on campus. Like she told me what she heard from Massingill's lawyer was disturbing. Here's a little bit. In the days leading up to this alleged incident, were you made aware that the alleged victim repeatedly snapped uh, Mr. Massingale um, asking for a time when they could meet up and have intercourse? No, sir. And, and none of this is relevant to the, the charge yeah, defense. Uh, well, you can go on. I'll let you have a few more questions, but I don't know if, if it's relevant to the uh, issue of probable cause of whether unconsensual sex occurred. Ultimately, the judge found probable cause in the crime, and Massengill will face a grand jury on March 23rd. Judge, that's all the questions I have as far as probable cause. Okay. Well, the fact that uh, there's testimony that it was unconsensual and that she was screaming and people were outside the door, and uh, I'm going to find probable cause and let the grand jury review it. After the hearing, Mather created a petition to revoke Massengill's bond, which was set at $25,000, and the petition received over 21,000 signatures. Sadie McFadden is a WKU senior and student in the JUMP program. She's also a member of Mather's Facebook group. She told me the story made her angry, and she wanted to do something, so she made some flyers. Put the hashtag at the bottom. It said, hashtag, uh, Ben Massengill is guilty, and at the top, I did three different sayings on the signs. Uh, one was no bond for rapists. Um, the second was um, cancel rape culture. And the third was uh, Sigma Nu, Sigma U. <laughs> and has, did you get any like response from people on social media about it? Um, I personally didn't get a response on social media, but I got a response in person. Um, from several people because uh, at, for about an hour I stood in front of the Sigma Nu um, where I had taped also another sign onto the stop sign right there. And so people were stopping at the stop sign and would see me standing my sign. Several people were like, oh, that guy. You know, one guy came up to me and said that that was his pledge brother and that they're all horrified by what he has done and that he knows that he had to have been barring the door because they heard her screaming. Um, one person came forth and admitted that they had been raped to me. And um, another person just stopped and wanted to know what it was about. Um, so, you know, even just in that hour, I got people confessing to me their innermost feelings about it. And that just shows that we need the community to have people talking about this and people seeing people talking about this. So that way it's not a silent crime anymore. Mather and McFadden had never met before, but together they formed the group Cancel Rape Culture BGKY with over a dozen members. They told me their planning marches focused on this case, but above all, 
They want increased preventative measures in Bowling Green and more education on consent so cases like these don't happen again. But beyond this group, many people on social media were asking if WKU had said or done anything about this crime. Well, I can say that the if anyone is concerned that that there has not been a reaction, they need not be concerned. There was a reaction and it was virtually immediate. That's WKU Title IX coordinator Deborah Wilkins. She says that the university can't comment on individual cases because of FERPA, which protects individual student information. Whenever an incident of sexual assault or stalking or anything of the like occurs, the university begins its own investigation and hearing process. Wilkins says this usually happens within 24 hours of being notified about it, and it's totally independent of the legal system. And, and you know, I, I hear the, the outcry about um, the parties, and, and I, I totally agree that the, 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 the Greek socials and the parties are, are a, um, a source of problem incidents, no question. Uh, they don't all occur at the Greek housing, though. That's, that's the problem. They're occurring at houses off campus mm-hmm. that are rented by members of fraternities or friends of members of fraternities. She says she's going to recommend that she speaks with each Greek organization individually every year. I guess what I'm getting at is um, we're all going to have to be a little more uh, responsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, we can't just at the next morning say, "Oh my goodness, who's going to who's going to make these people behave? Who's going to make these make this other person clean up their act?" Mm-hmm. It, we have to all, if we're at a party and we see someone getting out of control and and going off with someone else, that you know. You know, if I'm in a sorority and I see my sorority sister, who's who's obviously incapacitated, I need to say something and do something. Mm-hmm. Don't just Snapchat it, and then the next day when something terrible's happened, be outraged. We're all responsible for each other's safety. If if hilltoppers take care of hilltoppers, I think that's part of the creed. And that's it for this week's podcast. For more news, you can get The Herald in your email inbox every weekday by subscribing to our newsletter at wkuherald.com slash newsletter. The print edition is still available around Bowling Green and WKU's campus with new editions out every Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Top of the week will be in your feeds next Wednesday. So remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great week.